I really feel like the Lord quickened the scripture to me. It's out of the, I believe, the book of Isaiah where it talks about lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. You will spread out to the right and to the left. And I, I particularly, I think it's for the whole church, but it's more powerfully relevant to this campus. And I heard the Holy Spirit just say to me <clears throat> to uh, stop all your reservations and do not, do not hedge your bet here. For the Lord is going to do something significant in this, in this place in Post Falls. I, I see new buildings. I, I see an expansion of what's going on here. I believe, I believe the Lord is going to open up favor with city officials. I see doors opening in schools. I believe that there are going to be some divine appointments with certain city officials who will come to know the Lord. <clears throat> I believe that there is going to be a, a direct confrontation with some cults in the area. And the church of Jesus Christ will come out victorious. There's some long-standing strongholds of religious expression. The Lord is going to cause them to be dismantled, and they will lose their foothold. <clears throat> and the heart of the city and other life-giving churches will form a partnership in this region that will serve notice to the gates of hell. The phrase dropped into my spirit during worship, and it was this phrase. Hell doesn't stand a chance. Hell doesn't stand a chance. The this is what Jesus prophesied about the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the church is you. It's not a building. It's people. And he's called you to be champions of his cause and to raise up a standard in this area. I believe that heart of the city will have campuses that will transcend the immediate geological or geographical area. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but could it be that maybe God would raise up churches in other states and other nations that would actually be like campuses. I want you to think about that. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, cast your net wide, for the catch is greater than you could have imagined. Cast your net on the right side of the boat. There will be a great catch of fish. He's going to transcend your... I believe God wants to expand your vision and begin to take the, the limits off of what you think could be boundaries in the natural. They're not boundaries to the Lord. With modern technology, you could have a campus on the moon. <laughs> so let's, let's not limit God. Could it be that maybe God has allowed man to have an ingenuity that would further the gospel and would actually help the church be more effective in reaching the lost? Could it be that God has given you a test run in this place and he's going to establish his kingdom? You're going to get it right. You're going to get all the, all the everything's going to come into place. That You're going to know how to get teams together. You're going to know how to film, get strategy. You're going to know how to establish things and get everything in order. You're going to learn from this experience and then it's going to be duplicated. And I'm telling you, hear the word of the Lord. It'll be duplicated again and again and again. You're called to be an apostolic house, and your hand and fingerprints will be in different areas of the world. The Spirit of the Lord will raise you up. Divine strategy will be downloaded into the leaders of this house to be able to facilitate a vision that will go beyond what you could possibly think or imagine. For have, have I not said in my word, says the Lord, that I will do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or imagine according to the power of that works in you? And I will do it, says the Lord. 
And I will establish my way and I will cause my church to be built. You'll be a testimony of my grace. It will not be by the wisdom of man, nor will you claim credit for what I'm doing, says the Lord. But I will raise you up and cause you to spread out into the right and to the, le to the left. You indeed will be a ray of both. You will indeed experience room for what I am doing. For the Lord will make room for you and his cause and purpose in the earth, says the Lord. Pastor Aideen, I just really believe that you are a, uh, a flame in the hand of the Lord and a, and a template for a new generation of leaders in the church. I believe your voice will be a voice of, 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 a, of a model leader. I believe women will rise up and follow you. I believe uh, that there is a an apostolic grace on you, particularly for the elevation and influence and leadership of women in the body of Christ. I see God amplifying. I actually had a vision of you with this enormous microphone. I mean, it was huge. It's like you're, you're, you couldn't hardly get your arms around it. It was so big. And then the bulb of the microphone is this huge thing. You couldn't even see your face. You're just... It's this huge microphone. And I heard the Lord just say, God's going to amplify your voice in this time and in this season. You're going to write books. I believe there are books in you that God's, I call it out in the name of Jesus. There's books. Your, your hand and your tongue will be like that of a, the pen of a ready writer, and you will write books, and you will encourage. There will be words of encouragement video curriculum. I see your, you on your, your face on a screen inspiring and, in and teaching women, but it won't be just women. It'll be women and men. There will be a, 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 a cross uh, uh, influence that will go between uh, among the genders. You will have a, I see a crown of authority on your head and God is going to elevate you and amplify your voice in this season. And uh, I, I see you, uh, that God's going to give you unique and open and powerful open doors. Favor is resting on you. I see an anointing for favor and promotion. You're going to get calls from other places. I see you on uh, television. I see you on uh, uh, the, just the, being broadcast on, on, on waves, or the airwaves around the nation and, and even in the nations of the world. There are going to be influences things that God's going to uh, open to influence. You're going to influence people. I see you teaching and training leaders. I see the Spirit of the Lord giving you a mantle of wisdom. Hmm. You, have, you have shed spiritual blood, sweated spiritual sweat and natural sweat. You've cried tears. As the psalmist said, I've bottled them in a bottle and I remember them. They've been, they've been collected there. They're, they've raised up to the Lord for the remembrance. And I believe the Lord is saying to you that I have remembered the things that you have done behind the scenes. Nobody knows about or very few know about. You've been the workhorse and the engine behind the things that have happened in this house. And today the Lord is going to promote and reward you in a season of fulfillment like you have never known and a season of opportunity like you have never known is upon you right now. In fact, I believe Singapore was the first fruit of that. I really do. I, I, think, I just think that that just quickened, something unlocked, something shifted, something happened in you while you were there. Something happened. You know what I'm talking about. Something happened. They're just like strategy, think, the, way, the way to think, the way to approach kingdom, the way to, to think about church, the way to, to equip people, just something shifted. And I believe God's unlocking that, and you're going you're gonna to be the engine behind an, a new, fresh impartation of strategy. And really, some of the things that I just prophesied about are going to flow out of that revelation that the Spirit of God has given into your life in the name of Jesus. Are we doing okay, everybody? All right. Band, thank you. I want to uh, just make this simple statement. When God speaks to you, you have an intrinsic advantage in that moment. When God speaks to you, to the church, you're in the room. 
How many in the room, this is your church. You just say, this is my church. Maybe you're here and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really claim this was my church, but now that I'm here, this is my church. <laughs> right? Let me see your hand again. This is your church. All right? Listen. You just received a prophetic word. Do you receive it? And the moment it was given, an advantage was released into your spirit and into this house. It wasn't there at 10 o'clock. But now that it's 12.08, it's here. It's here, it's on it, and you need to own it. One of the, one of the things that the prophetic does, and I'm not really going to go by my notes, so video team, just take a break, have a coffee. Um, <laughs> you, one of the things that happens, and actually my timer's on here, so I can't shut that. One of the things that happens is there's this, there's this release in you. You get this advantage that's unlocked. And I just want to say this. One of the things that happens when you get it, you're like, hey, what's the big deal? We do this sound. Okay, yeah. What's the big deal? Here's the big deal. God releases things in your life. He does things through the prophetic in your life. You want to know what some of them are? Here's some. Here's a short list. I'll do it from memory. He builds you. You get built up as God speaks. Something begins to just be built. It builds your faith. It builds your heart. It builds strength. It bu- uh, just all kinds of things get built in your heart. I mean, in the last three days, how many have felt like God's really built into you some things that are just, you're like, man, I feel stronger. I, my, I just feel something's happened. A God has built me, right? Here's another thing God does. He stirs you up. He inspires you. Man, when this prophetic word comes, you're just like, you know, you get a word like Rehoboth, and you're like, God's making room, and I'm like, hey, come on. Let's go. Right? Let's kick the walls out of this place. Let's just let's start knocking some things down and building some things up. Let's make room for more people because more people are coming. I don't know about you, but I'm excited, and I'm not even in your church. But I'm fired up. Here's another thing God does. He, he heals up. He, he, he lifts you up. He heals and restores, and there's a restoration that God does, and a prophetic word can come and just bring life and restoration into your heart. Man, there's just something powerful about that. You know? So powerful. Here's another thing God does. Vision gets imparted to you when a prophetic word comes. Right? Joel chapter 2, in the last days, says, God, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Here we go. And your young men shall see visions. Vision gets imparted when a prophetic word comes. You get vision. Again, I'm not even a part of this church, and I got all kinds of vision. I'm just sitting here going, wow, let's just build, let's just go, let's go, let's go into those high schools. Let's go into, that. I want to make it a point for the mayor. How can I pray for you? I mean, I'm just, I'm just like, I, I got, I'm just full, just, it births vision in you. I mean, can you just use your spiritual eyes for a minute? Could you envision this place in Post Falls having three services on a weekend? Just, just see that in your spirit. Can you envision that there's access into the public schools that was never given to a religious organization before, but because of the favor of God, the school system begins to pop open and you have favor and kids start coming to Jesus like they've never come to Jesus before. I'm talking about vision. And you see things in the spirit that are not in the natural. But you see it. Why? Because of the prophetic advantage in your life. All of a sudden it gives you a step up that you didn't have. Today you're going to have an advantage that you did not have on Saturday. Here's another thing that happens when prophetic comes into your life. It speaks to your potential. See, this is what I believe. I believe... You have more to offer God than you have faith to believe him for. And too many of you think too small. 
Too many of us think limited thoughts. Too many of us think about our past and we define our future in light of our past. Well, I can tell you what, our past has been taken up by the cross of Jesus Christ and the empty tomb is there to signify that your future is glorious, full of life, and if Jesus can overcome death, hell, and the grave, your future is bright. Speaks, speaks potential. Come on. Prophecy is not a magic wand. I don't come, you know, come here. I have a prophetic word for you. This is not Harry Potter. I don't come and go, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, God bless that tub, boom. And, and then believe somehow that you're going to just, everything that, that we prophesy is going to magically manifest in your life. I just want to just give you a little revelation. It'll be worth the drive. God gives you a prophetic word. You got news for you. W-O-R-K. Get ready to work your behind off. You know? God says to you, I see in you a teaching mantle. I see the word of God being open to you and revelation coming to you. And says the Lord, you're going to have a, a grace and a flow. And God's going God, to, I see the Lord opening up your mouth and he's going to fill it. And you're going to teach with authority and revelation is going to be on your mouth. And then you go home and you just go, you open your Bible and you just act like there's some magical thing that's going to, you know, ah, ah, and you're like, whithersoever thou goest, and everybody's going, huh? What, what in the world does whithersoever mean? Now listen, that means that you get your behind in the Bible, and you start studying it. Take a Bible college course. Get into theology. Let the Spirit of God begin to equip you. Maybe start memorizing some scriptures. You know, before you think you're going to be Joyce Meyer, maybe you should start a small group. Before you want to, before you fill the stadium with your teaching ministry, how about fill your living room? Because if you can't do it there, ain't going to happen. See, it, you get a word, God speaks to the potential. And I have, I, I, this is kind of my beef with people. It's like, oh yeah, we, God comes and visits you, gives you this prophetic word, and then all of a sudden you're, then you're in your living room in your pajamas watching online with your cup of coffee because you're too lazy to get your butt out of bed and go to church. And you're going... You know, I got. I was at the sound four years ago, and the Lord gave me a word, and nothing's happened. I don't know if the prophets really heard from God. I got news for you. Prophets heard from God. You're just too lazy to get out there and work to get it done. Oh. Somebody look at your neighbor and go, oh, snap, he went there. It's not a guarantee, but I'm telling you, God speaks to your potential. And if you will do the work, God will do his work, and you will see the word of the Lord fulfilled. Amen? I'm going to invite the prophetic team up, and I just want you to put your hand on your heart right now. Say this. Ben, come on up. I want you to say this right now. Don't, don't say Ben, come on up. Um, say this right now. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak, Lord. Come on, say it again. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Right? Risha, you guys, I feel the Lord has opened a new door in your life, and he is the God of restoration, 
and there have been dreams. I saw dreams for you want to be blessed so you can be a blessing. You, you've wanted to have the prosperity of God flow through your life so that you could just so, 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 so you could have enough to do it. And I, I just see uh, uh, the resurrection of an old dream uh, coming to your life, and there is going to be a new opportunity God's going to bring into your life. And I want to just prophesy the blessing of Abraham over your life, that he will bless you, and those that bless you will be blessed, and those who curse you will be cursed. And through the things that God is going to do in your life, you will bless the nations of the earth. I'm telling you, there is a resource that is going to astound your mind, and God's going to unlock it and release it. And I just believe that there is a, uh, a, something that is supernatural, to be supernatural provision, divine appointments, connections, doors opening, and resources going to come into your life. I literally, uh, I, I, I want to prophesy this to you. You're going to literally have the capacity to sow hundreds of thousands of dollars into the kingdom of God and still have enough. Anybody else want that word in the hand in the room? Anybody say, I praise the Lord. <laughs> but I, I, I really, I believe the Lord is revisiting you in this season to restore something. You've, you've come through it. You've lost it. There was a death of a dream. God's resurrecting it, and he's going to cause it to be released and manifested in a new season. And I believe it's upon you. It's not like down the road. I think it's upon you, and you're going to step into it in Jesus' name. Before I get into just any like personal prophetic ministry, can I, is there, how many in the room um, have a business or you're an entrepreneur? Is there anybody in the room? Why don't you stand up on your feet real quick? I, uh, oh man, I, I, saw, I had this vision as we were in worship. Um, for lack of a better term, I saw the land of Goshen. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So the land of Goshen in, uh, in, in the, the Old Testament was the land that the Israelites lived in when they were in Egypt. And the Bible says that during the, during the plagues, it, it, makes it, it makes a point that every single plague happened on the Egyptian side. And everything else in Goshen was fine. So what ended up happening is, like, for example, what I saw in this vision is I saw, I saw this, this curtain of darkness fall but it didn't fall in Goshen. What I heard the Lord say is that you're going to hear in this next season that the economy is really bad. You're going to hear in the next season that things are getting worse. But in the land of Goshen, in the church, you're going to be looking at your business being like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. In fact, I hear the Lord say, build the cistern, dig the well. I hear, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. You know, there's this moment in 1 Kings chapter 18 in which Elijah... Elijah comes to Ahab, and after all this, you know, after all this stuff, right? Like, he comes to Ahab, and he says to him, I want you to get up, I want you to eat, I want you to drink, and I want you to get down the mountain right now because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And then, then, he sent his servant. He didn't know rain was coming other than the fact that he prophetically understood that rain was coming. And so he sent his servant. He said, go look. I can't even, I mean, the Bible says that, like it records that he literally like got down on his hand. He was just like back and forth like this. It's like, I can't even look myself. And he says, go up to the top of the mountain, look. Guy goes up, comes back, there's nothing. Guy goes up, comes back, nothing. The seventh time he comes back and he says, I, I, I see a cloud the size of a man's fist. You know what he's saying? I kind of still see nothing. And it was in that moment that Elijah stood up and he said, that's it. Listen, heart of the city, when, when he was prophesying over the church, you understand he wasn't prophesying over the building. He's prophesying over you. See, as you prosper, the church prospers. God is in the business of giving his people what they need, not just for their own lives, but to affect the lives of a community. I, I, one more example, okay, and then I'm going to pray for you real quick. 
when the children of Israel left Egypt, the Lord told Moses to tell him, look, listen, go to your neighbors and ask them for money. Ask them for whatever they can give. And in that moment, the Bible says that they plundered Egypt for 400 years of slavery. You know what they did with that money? They built the tabernacle. Later, in, in the book of Exodus, the Bible records that when Moses, when the call went out, that, hey, we're building the sanctuary. We're building the house of the Lord. There was so much that came in that finally Moses had to tell people, stop giving gifts. Stop it. We have enough. What building campaign have you ever been a part of that you had to tell people to stop? Man, I'm telling you, the Lord is releasing divine financial provision in this season. And I tell you, I don't say that, guys, I don't say that lightly because I believe that the prophetic movement has abused in some ways this kind of thing. So I want you to understand that I'm not up here saying this because J.O. asked me to. I'm up here saying this because the Lord is telling me there is a season of, of miraculous financial breakthrough that is coming to this campus, that is coming to these businesses, that is coming to these ideas. And I hear the Lord say, build the cistern, drill the well, knock the walls out because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Awesome word. Amen. You receive that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Just um, there's the the gal with the gray sweater and you got like black on your Hallelujah. Could you just stand? What's your name? Jennifer. Um, the Lord just um, drew me to you and just I just felt like the Lord wanted me to just share a word with you, just encourage you. And I just see that um, I see you as a teacher and uh, just a mantle of teaching to come upon you and speak the word of the Lord. So I myself am a teacher, and so I know that sometimes as a teacher, you look at the facts. You go line upon line. You do the planning. You do the one, two, three. You do everything. And sometimes it doesn't always line up. Why didn't this happen? I did da 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 And it's not making any sense. There's no logical reason why these things are happening or why this is going on in my life and um, but I just feel like with along with that teaching and the gift uh, that God is putting upon your life that he's going to give you a spirit of faith a spirit of faith to just arise up in you to say God I'm going to believe for the impossible because right now it seems impossible God's going to give you that grace, the faith to believe for those impossible situations in your life, to just to rise up and to know that God is going to give you the faith to believe it, and he's going to do it. I just see that. The cry of your heart, God knows. He knows. And he's saying he's going to give you the faith to believe, and he's going to do it. So, Amen. Lord just loves you and just wants you to know that. Can I pray for you? Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, this beautiful lady, Lord Jesus. God, you've called her. God, you have a purpose and a destiny for her to be able to speak the word of God, Lord, to other people and to speak it out, God, with faith and boldness, God. I pray just, I thank you for a boldness coming upon her. I thank you, God, for the spirit of faith to be upon her, Lord. Maybe it's even against her own nature or the ways that she even thinks, but God, you're going to do that work in her, Lord Jesus, and just give and pour out upon her a spirit of faith to believe for the impossible. In Jesus' name. This brother here in the black polo, uh, sitting next to the uh, man with the orange shirt. Yeah, you. You stand up. I see the word of the Lord say to you, breakthrough is coming for you. That even though the enemy would like to try to come and attack and to uh, assault your faith at times, 
God is going to raise up a standard against the evil one and cause the things that have been designed to attack your faith be beaten back. God's going to raise you up as a champion uh, of faith. He's calling you to his presence. He's calling you closer to him that you would draw near. And as you draw near, you're going to see enemies fall on your right and on your left. God's going to train your hands for battle. He's going to tell you what to do and help you understand what it means to be a man of God and, and a father. Um, is, are, are, you, I, I, are you married? Or, or, yeah, is that your wife there? Could you stand, ma'am? I, I see the Lord is going to visit your family, and he is going to cut off a, a line, a, a, a heritage uh, of uh, waywardness from God. And he, he, there is a new seed line that God is going to birth through your family children. I don't know if you have children, but I just, I believe there's a new seed of faith that God is going to launch through you. You're a woman of prayer. You're a woman of faith. There's a serving grace and a gift of serving in you and a ministry of intercession. You're also going to experience uh, a burning heart to serve in many, I just see you wearing a lot of hats and serving in many different ways and different things. It's almost like, in fact, I see your husband going, you're, you're volunteering again? What are you doing now? I mean, you know, do you live at the church? What was the deal? I mean, um, but I just see the Lord rewarding you and blessing the two of you. And sir, I see God blessing you financially. I see God uh, causing a, a new grace for, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but a grace for blessing and a grace for finances that's going to come upon you, new opportunities, new clients. I see uh, like a, a, a client. It's like a binder, and it's, it's very small, and I just see it growing. I see it filling up, and with like jobs, with invoices, things that God's, that God's just going to bless. I just see it. I just see it growing and expanding, and I want to tell you, I believe that you're called to be a man who will look at other men and say, follow me as I follow Christ. I believe you're a champion. You're a warrior. You're strong. You're big. You, you, you can look other guys in the eye and say, listen, you can be a man of God. If God can do it with me, he can do it with you, bro. Because you know what it is to have the mercy of God. You know what it is to be so broken, so so lost. God's going to come. In fact, there's a father wound in you, and God's going to heal that father wound in you. And you're going to, to grow. Listen to me. I want you to look at me, bro. I want you to look at me. I'm, I've, i got five sons. I know what it is to parent a, a, a man. I know what it is. I want to tell you. I want you to hear the voice of the father to you today. I love you, son. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And you're going to look at other men, and you're going to say that to them. I want to commission you today. Look at other young men, other fathers, other, and say, I want you to hear the voice of the Heavenly Father. I love you, and I'm proud of you. Listen, the Heavenly Father did this with Jesus. Not once, but twice. This is my beloved son, I love you, in whom I am well pleased. I'm proud of you. And I believe that you're going to be a man who's going to take, I see an army of men following you. You're going to be like a captain in the army of the Lord in this house. This house is going to be known as a good place for fathers to be trained to be fathers. Because the fathers in this house, I believe there are many fathers, including, including you, who did not have a father and now you know what it is to not have it, and you do not want a generation to be grown up knowing that, having that experience. So this house will be known as a fathering house. Um, I have a word for Aslan real quick um, before I move on to anybody else. Aslan, I... Um, this is going to be a really weird thing to say. You're doing a really good job. Yeah. 
And I don't just mean that in the sense that, um, like, I feel like the Lord wants, wants specifically you to hear that today because the guy before you did a really great job. And sometimes what happens is, is that we, we receive a position or a mantle that we've seen someone else carry. And it can cause us to feel as though I'll never do it like he did it. Can I release you from something? God's not asking you to. He's not asking you to do it like Seth did it. He's asking you to do it like Azan will do it. While we, were in, while we were in worship, while we were in worship, I just heard the Lord say, I'm going to shake this region with the sound of the worship coming out of this house. There are going to be people that come into that come into heart of the city that feel like every Sunday revival has broken out. And when 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 they talk to people at this house, it's just going to be like, oh no, that's Sunday. That was Sunday. This is just what's going on here. I just hear the Lord say, Aslan, I have given you this this place and this position because you're the guy to take it to the next glory. See. We're, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't serve a God that, that, that takes us to the top and then drops us back down to the bottom. We serve a God that goes here to here to here to here. You're going up. Man, I just, I I just want to confirm over you, dude. You're in the right position. You are the right man, the right place, the right time. Thank you. receiving something from the Lord? Listen, you know, one of the things I want to encourage everybody here to do, just little prophetic instructions, okay, is that when you hear a word and something in your heart leaps or identifies with that, reach out and grab it and say, me too, me too. It falls in line with Jesus' statement, as your faith, be it unto you. So if you have the faith for that, reach out and grab it and it becomes your word. I'm telling you, it's true. It's true. It becomes your word. And you receive it and you begin to walk in it. Amen? Hallelujah. You, sir, right here in the plaid shirt. Yeah. Could you stand? Is this your wife next to you? Could you stand, both of you? I hear, I hear the word of the Lord over you. There is a pastoral grace on your life for shepherding people. The ministry of counsel will be upon the two of you. I see you sitting around your table in your house, ministering to couples, ministering to families, ministering to broken people, ministering to those who have questions, people that um, are wondering what it is that, that is they can do to make it through this moment or through this season. And you're going to have a word in due season that will help them understand the purpose of God. You're going to, I see the Lord, I see like a medical belt around you like an EMT would wear. They have scissors in it and they have different band, they have bandage. You know, I see a, a, a stethoscope around you and the spirit, they're all spiritual analogies of how that you're going to be like medics on response for people that are going to be in crisis situations. You're going to heal the brokenhearted. You're going to cause restoration to those who have been broken. They have their faith shattered. They, they've been walking through the valley of the shadow, and you're going to walk with them. They're going to know the Lord is with them because you're with them. And you're going to be like a, 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 a rescuer in the midst of crisis and, and in the midst of despair, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of pain. You're going to have an oil of anointing that is going to bind up their wounds and cause healing to come. You're going to help people get over their bitternesses. You're going to help people process through the forgiveness process and help forgive and be reconciled. You're going to, you're going to stand with, I see you standing with mothers and fathers for their prodigal children. I, I believe that's a burden for you. I believe you have a burden for prodigal children, maybe even for your own. I want, I want to give you the word of the Lord. The Lord is at work in your children. 
He is moving. I see the hand of the Lord just on their heart right now. They, wherever they are, wherever they are, he's just his hand is on their heart. He is. If God can, if the Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, he turns away. If the, he can do that with a king, he can do it with your son. He can do it with your daughter. Somebody else, somebody else in the room needs to hear this. There's a few people in this room who says, "Hey, I got a prodigal. I need God to. I need God to, to speak to them. I need God to grab a hold of their heart." Anybody else in the room? Raise your hand. Come on, reach out and take that word. God, his, his hand is on their heart right now. Come on, let's pray right now for the prodigals in the room. In the name of Jesus, draw them. Cause them to come to their senses. Cause them to awaken to the presence of God. Let the conviction of sin and the revelation of the love of Jesus and the attraction to the Father's house come back into their spirit again and draw them. Cause them to get out of the miry clay among the pig pen and the pods that they're eating and the things, the brokenness and the pain and the destruction and the habits and the addictions. Oh, right now we send a word of salvation and we send a word of awakening to them in the name of the Lord Jesus. We call them forth in the name of Jesus. And I just see, and I just finally want to say this, healing. And I don't know why. I, I, I don't know if there's an issue with you physically or if it's just relating to your ministry. But I see, I sense there's something that God wants to do personally in your life. Healing in your life or in your body. So I just send a word prophetically to you into your bones, into your cells, into your organs. Right now, set in order that which is out of order. Cause there to be healing. I send a word. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He will quicken your mortal body. And I pray now the quickening and power of the Holy Spirit to restore and set in order that which is out of order now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Brother right here in the, in the plaid. What's your name? What is it? Jerome, why don't you stand up, man? that second row is on fire or something. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Man, there is a real intimacy that you have with the Lord. There's a real, and when I say that, I mean a sensitivity. There's like, a lot of men have a hard time um, with, with the idea of of really like feeling the spirit. But man, you have a real sensitivity in the spirit and there's a reason for that. It's because you have the gift of the discerning of spirits. Internally, you can sense when things are happening. There's, a times, there's times where it's actually scared you, where you're like, whoa, what's going on in here? I, want, I, I just feel like, the Lord, I feel like the Lord wants to tell you today that you actually are, you're going to be, you're going to be used mightily in the area of deliverance. You're going to be used mightily in the area of deliverance. I, I, there's, there's just a, um, now, to be fair, like I want everybody to understand that they're, like they're, whether it's casting out demons or oppression or whatever, like every Christian has authority over demons. Everyone, okay? So don't just go to Jerome after service and be like, hey, my, my neighbor, man, he's, he's rough, okay? <laughs> but at the same time, there, there just seems to be some people that God just uses differently in that area. And, and I just see it all over your life that God is going to begin to, he's going to begin to show you things. And, and, and instead, of, instead of kind of shying back or going into, you know, or going to talk to people that you've talked to in the past about these things, I just, I, there's almost this Samuel moment that's going to happen for you where instead of just going back to Levi, you're going to say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Like he's going to start speaking to you in a different way and showing you things in the spiritual realm. Like you're going to have open visions and they're going to be weird because it's the spirit realm. But what I hear the Lord say is, I've equipped you for the work. I've equipped you for the work. So God, I thank you for Jerome. I thank you for the ministry that you're going to do through his life. God, I thank you for those that are oppressed and are demonized that are going to experience freedom and breakthrough and healing. God, I declare, uh, right now I pray you bless him. God, open the windows of heaven over his life. God, I pray for both blessings in the spiritual and in the natural. God, I pray you would, uh, I pray you would strengthen him in all ways in the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This young lady right here in the second row. Uh, yeah, could you stand? 
I felt like the Lord just spoke to me and said, He's going to turn your mourning into joy. And there's going to come a breakthrough of joy in your life. I see burdens upon you. You're carrying weights around that the Lord doesn't want you to carry. And you don't have to be alone. That the Lord is going to release uh, just a, there's going to be a lifting of those things off of your life. I hear the sound of, of shackles in my ears, the spiritual that I hear, the shouts, it's click, and, and things just breaking, burdens breaking off of your life. And, and there's going to be a new freedom and a new spirit of faith that God is going to breathe into your, into your life. I believe the Lord is saying to, to you to renew your mind according to the Word of God. If you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, things will begin to shift. I believe the Word of God is going to be open. The Scripture is going to be open to you. And as you begin to renew your mind according to the Word of God, your thinking and the way that you perceive and the way you see even challenges and problems, they're going to change. And instead of being a victim, you're going to be a victor. Instead of being under, you're going to be above. That is what the Bible says. That's what the Bible promises. You're going to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that you're going to walk in a new realm of victory and a new realm of overcoming power, that God is almost, it's going to like he's going to do a makeover in your mind, and it will actually affect you in the way you walk, in the way you talk, in the way you walk through life, in the way you work on the job, in the way that you perceive people, in the way that you handle yourself in interactions with other people. God will break off the spirit of fear that you have been battling, even in your own mind, and he will cause a liberation to come to you, where you will have a boldness and you will, people that will have known you in, in, in a year from now, they will wonder what in the world happened to you because there will be a boldness and a faith in you that has made you different and the confidence that comes with that will be noticeable. And so I just pray over you. What's your name? Alyssa? Does this make sense to you? You receive it. So then right now, according to your faith, I pray there be a supernatural makeover in the spirit that she would be renewed in the spirit of her mind and she would walk with boldness. You have called her. You've marked her out. You've known her name since before she was conceived. And I declare right now purpose over her life. I pray in the next few months that there would be such a revelation of where she was, is to go and what she is to do. In fact, you've been seeking God for direction about things in your future. God is going to make those things known to you and open your eyes. And I speak right now of refreshing and that the chains would be broken and the burdens would be lifted and there would be a whole new release in her life of confidence and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I just um, was drawn to the couple in the back. You have a pink sweater on. And uh, your hus or husband right next to you? Okay. Hallelujah. Could you just stand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Um, the picture that the Lord just gave to me was um, just like as a china cup. So beautiful. and um, But that it had been broken. And uh, lots of shattered pieces, a lot of broken pieces, and didn't feel like it could be broken back together. But the word, uh, the Lord, that I just, I say God is just pouring out his healing upon you. He just wants you to be healed and to touched. The broken places are going to come together. I just want you to receive God's healing right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, God, so much, Lord Jesus, that you've taken our broken things, Lord, and you put bring new life, Lord Jesus. God, you give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for all the mourning in our lives, Lord. And I just pray right now that you would just lift off the heavy burdens, that lift off the heavy burdens in the name of Jesus. The things that would want to weigh them down, Lord Jesus, I pray right now they are loosed off of this couple right now in the name of Jesus. 
God, I thank you, Lord, right now that you are restoring unto them, God, joy like they've never had it before. A joy that like the joy of their salvation, like God is just going to put in like almost I see like a, a bubbling of, of a well just coming, springing up out of, out of the dirt, out of the, the, the things that were broken. God is just going to cause it to be just a, a, to birth up in just, just a well, a flowing well. And as the healing takes place, God wants to use that brokenness as a, as a way for you to share with others. God's put upon your heart to others that are broken or others that have been broken. And God is going to cause you to intercede for them, to connect with them, to encourage them, to bring life to them, and to be that vessel that God wants you to use as he restores you and changes you from what was broken to now is whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. For a minute, I just, I believe, and she kind of touched on this at the end, you freely receive, freely give. So what God is doing in you and what he's going to start doing in, in your journey, he wants you to give away too. He wants you to help people find what you have found, to experience what you have experienced, for you to help lead them there. And maybe that's doing a small group. Maybe that's doing something in your home. Brother, I wanted to say to you, I hear the word of the Lord to you is to step up. To step up. God wants you to engage. And there is a fruitfulness and a fulfillment that you have not yet experienced in your journey with God. And as you step up, God is going to meet you. And he will do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or imagine. And there's been a little bit of a reliance on the faith of your wife, but I'm telling you, God has got something for you to do. He was calling you to step up. And if you do, and there's some other guys that will help you with this, and God's not trying to embarrass you. He, will lo he loves you. And here's why God's, I'm going to tell you why God's saying this to you, because you have something to offer. You have something to offer. There's value in, in what you've learned, value in what you've seen, things that, you, that God has been doing this work in the hidden places and in the places that are away from human observation, but God's doing it in your heart. And now the Lord is saying, I want you to bring it out into the light and let the, what the God has been begun to do in you become something that can be drawn upon by other people. He wants you to step up and to step out in faith and boldness and, be, and begin to lead and help. And I believe it's leading other men to lead like godly men and to help with them. And maybe it's in the beginning joining a group like that, but I see you eventually leading a group of guys and helping them follow Jesus better. Are you up for it? I don't know, man. I don't know. That is all new to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to tell you, your shirt may say, please do not disturb, but God's disturbing you. And, and let me just say, there's no lazy boys in the kingdom. Y'all got recliners at church. You might want to think about that. The Bible says that, that if you want to follow him, you're going to have to take up your cross. You're going to have to carry weight you got to carry something. If you're not carrying anything, there's a problem. So I want to encourage you. So, brother, look what you can carry. I believe you're going to do that. You're going to learn about it, and then you're going to do it as you obey the Lord and his leading in your life. Bless him in Jesus' name. Um, guy right back here with the long hair. What's your name, man? Tristan, why don't you stand up for me real quick? So this is a, I would normally not say this whilst being in a prophetic ministry point, but I feel like the Lord actually wanted me to say it this way. He loves that you're a no BS guy. There is, there is, a, there is a desire for truth, not just, not, like, not just real, because sometimes real can actually be not real. There is a real desire for truth in your life. Like, you're a show-me kind of guy. Can I tell you why that is? It's not because you're a cynic. It's be, and it's not because you're a skeptic. It's because you're an apologist. There's a difference. 
In fact, the best skeptics make the best apologists. You know, charismatics, we tend to, we, we tend to be accused of being all about emotionalism and, oh man, we just want to like scream and shout. <laughs> but listen, I believe that the next great wave and the move of, move of the Holy Spirit is going to be a marrying of the word with the spirit because it never should have been divorced. I see in you, I see in you, I see in you such a desire for truth that you're going to begin to study the Bible, study scripture, study the faith in a different kind of way. You know, just like, uh, uh, just like Pastor Mark was talking about when you receive a word, like don't just go in the other direction from it. But I hear the Lord say there's, there's education in your future. Like I'm not sure if, if college was even on your radar, but I, I hear the Lord say I, I, you need to get equipped for what I have for you. You can't just get equipped by reading a couple of books here and there and just, you know, moving on with your life. God is going to use you in a powerful, powerful way. But this is a Jonah call for you for this moment. Don't go off the Tarshish or he's going to bring you back in a fish. <laughs> All right. God, I thank you for this young man. I thank you that there is such a call of, of ministry on his life, that there's such a call uh, to, the, uh, to, the, to the uplifting of truth. God, and I pray over him right now a blessing. I thank you, Jesus, that you're going to do it in your timing. And all he has to do is just start walking in that direction. He doesn't have to make it happen. He just needs to put his feet on the right path. So, God, I thank you for him. We bless him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can we just bow our heads right now? Just bow your head. You know why God talks to us? Because he loves us so much. And he wants a relationship with us. But here's the thing. There's stuff that separates us from God. There's things that just that get in the way. And here's the big thing that really gets in the way is the fact that we, just, we, we sin and we're living for ourselves. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God wants to know you. And here's the question. Do you want to know him? He wants to be in your life to give you purpose and meaning and love that you've never known. But if you keep walking away from him or you keep living for yourself, you'll never know what that's like. But in this moment, God has given you an opportunity. If you're in the room today and you do not know the Lord, or maybe you did know him at one time, but you've just wandered away in your faith, and now you're separated from him. You found yourself prodigal. You've wandered away. God's saying, I want you to come back home. The Lord loves you. He has an incredible purpose for your life but you can't fulfill it without him. And in this moment, the Holy Spirit is calling to you. Jesus is wanting to draw near to you. If you will just receive him, the Bible says for those who receive him and believe in him, he has given you the right to be a son and daughter of God. I wonder, are you ready to say yes to Jesus? Are you ready to just receive him into your life? Maybe you're here today you've never said yes to Jesus before, or maybe you want to restore that relationship. In a moment, I'm going to count to three, and when I say three, I just, if, you're, if you're ready to say yes to Jesus, you want to receive him into your life, you're ready to follow him, I want you just to slip up your hand. But I'm telling you, you can't fulfill God's purpose on your own strength. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need him in my life. And I, I wonder if you're there, if you're in that point, were you ready to say yes to Jesus? If you are on the count of three, just raise your hand. One, two, three, in this room, just raise your hand right now. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. You raise your hand. Just raise your hand. I'm gonna, we're all going to pray a prayer just in a minute. We don't want to embarrass you. We don't want to do anything to, 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 to do anything like that. We're just simply asking you to say, I want to say yes to Jesus. Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody in the room, let's pray this prayer. Dear Jesus. Thank you for loving me. I receive you now into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me born again. A new person in Jesus. 
You're the Lord of my life. Help me follow you now and live for your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, church, let's tell everybody to raise their hand. Best decision ever. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Hallelujah. Can we all stand to our feet today? What an honor it has been to have been with you. How many here have feel like you received something from God? Maybe you didn't get called out, but God's talking to you. You've received something these last three days. God's doing something powerful. Listen, this church is a gift to you, and you're a gift to this church. And together, you're going to make the devil sorry he, he ever thought about doing anything in this region of the world. Come on, let's plunder hell and populate heaven together. Amen? What an honor it has been to be with you. Listen, if you raised your hand to receive Christ, I want to encourage you to come to the cross here. Pastor Clark and Gloria are here to pray with you, give you a Bible, and help you with your next steps in your journey of faith with the Lord. Please do that. I urge you, please do that. Don't leave here without having a chat with them. It is so important for you in your next steps. Amen. Come on. Can we just thank the Lord for all that he's doing?